0: well today we are going to talk about the kingdom of God and what he is bringing forth in the earth and I am going to look at Isaiah 40 Isaiah 40 and I want to read that to you I'm just going to open up in Isaiah there Isaiah 40 I should have opened this before but uh, during the communion but I forgot about it so Isaiah 40 verse 1 and I'm going to just read from this one this is a very well-known passage and I would like every one of you that has slotted in to open your heart and say Lord I want to see the depths of a passage that, I, that is well known and I want to know more I want to understand more in depth a very important thing that I've said many times in my services is that understanding plays a vital role in our relationship with God as we the, the clearer we understand And from that understanding have a belief in our hearts and we will find that the gospel the good news of Christ as the one that was raised from the dead that includes my life we will find it bear fruit in our lives glory to God. Now uh, Isaiah 40 is a passage which is well known talking about a message which John the Baptist and the people after John the Baptist including Jesus was proclaiming and he was proclaiming a message of comfort. Many people have said that God doesn't want the church to be comforted. He wants the, the church to be in a difficult time because in a difficult time then we believe and we stand up for God and so forth. But that's not what the scripture says. Uh, It's not in times of testing when we are strong. It's in times when we feel comforted. That word comfort also talks about repentance and we're going to look at that. When our minds can come to repentance, when we can start to understand and believe as God believes about us and about the world and the world system and what god believes about the future and how things will take place and manifest in the world and as we understand how he does that and how he brings that forth in us from that understanding we will easily effortlessly walk according to the truth of the gospel it's very simple and i've seen it many times in my life Uh, i want to use an example of when i go to zambia I've recently like most of you know been to Zambia with my son and when you enter into a, another country you know that the laws of that country might be different than the laws of your country and as you enter into that country you can experience those different laws and should you understand the laws and understand how they function and why they were in, implemented you would find that from that understanding you can easily walk according to that kingdom or if i want to call the kingdom the rule of that country you are empowered by your understanding and in the very same way i believe that we need and we can be empowered by understanding what god has done in jesus christ now for those of you that listened to last sunday's message uh, you will know that the vision in my heart is to stick to the gospel, the simplicity of the gospel, and then that we can understand that and not change our message. So uh, I don't think you're going to (coughs) hear, excuse me, anything new, but I trust that you will just take scriptures and what you already know and understand, see that in that scripture, and as it flows with that passage, it will bring and reinforce your understanding so here is the passage from Isaiah 40 and verse 1 it says comfort ye comfort my people says God isn't that absolutely beautiful comfort my people says Elohim now the word comfort there and I want to just read that to you here from um, from the Hebrew the Hebrew word means uh, comfort means to be Uh, to be sorry, to console oneself, to repent, to regret, to comfort, or to be comforted. So what he's saying here is, get people to repent. Get people to repent. Now that word repent also means to console oneself or be comforted. To be comforted. So he's saying, I want people to come to a place where they are sorry about a certain way of belief, but where they can repent and we understand the Greek word for repentance as metanoia meaning to think together with or to have a change of mind which is so powerful that it can actually bring forth a change of action or a direction in life. So what he is saying here is get my people to repent with a repentance that comforts. Get them to repent with a repentance of comfort now practical example of repentance we um, we we just got our uh, today the exam the the marks for the exams the final exams in school and uh, we were together with people and their daughter they didn't know if she would qualify for university now in my heart I felt that she would qualify for university but they uh, as parents and the daughter herself, and they very good friends they were a little bit stressed out about this and they didn't know what to expect and their thoughts and their mindset was that of stress but when the marks came and she did get uh, uh, she did qualify to go and study at the university then that information brought forth a repentance in other words they could now think differently about the future of their child can you see how repentance came through facts repentance didn't come through uh, deciding well i need to try and believe now for something to happen, and I now repent of. I, I, I now. I'm now going to try and feel sorry for the wrong that I've done, and I'm never going to do it again. You, you, can you see how there is a repentance that comes from willpower, but there's also a repentance that comes on it, um, on the foundation of facts. Now, when he comes here, and he say, "Tell my people to repent." Comfort my people. He speaks from the foundation of, a, um, of facts. That's what he says. He's actually saying, go and give my people facts that will cause them to be comforted in the battle that they think they are in. That they can actually find a place of, of a change of mind that can actually be described with the words Comfort you can bring a repentance to someone that can actually be devastating you can give them facts like you can go to somebody that were thinking they were healthy and then you tell them they've got cancer and the moment they hear that that repentance would be or that change of mind or that understanding about who and what their body is all about and what's inside their body would be so devastating that it would have stress and discouragement Hopelessness, as a, found, uh, uh, as a result or as a fruit. What, how did that repentance came? It came through uh, a truth. So in the very same way, when Jesus came and he preached repentance, he didn't preach a repentance as stop drinking and smoking and that kind of thing. He actually came and said, listen, I want to tell you a truth about the kingdom of God. And this truth as I bring this truth I will tell the people listen believe this truth now and that truth comes with proof and now repentance can truly take place in the hearts of people and the effect of that repentance must be one that actually produces a smile on people's faces bring comfort to their hearts or it is not a true repentance or what we would call godly repentance or the repentance that God had in mind so what he says there is he says comfort my people speak this comfort to my people says Elohim now the word Elohim here I like the word Elohim and not that that the word um, Yahweh was used because it talks about the the family God it talks about almost like a family coming together and say, go and tell my people and you see Father, Son, Holy Spirit in this equation and you also, I like the Elohim there because man is included into that and from that trinity or uh, unity between God and man we see that God says repent. The way I like to see that repentance is see the trinity see yourself included, don't see yourself excluded see a man in the in the Godhead and already there by the using of the word Elohim which is the plural for the word Eloah or El which means God we find that it says the family the God family is saying comfort so the God family says go and comfort my people so we're not sitting with something where the father is angry but Jesus is the mediator no we find as Paul, we find Paul's language there where he says, grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking that Elohim family language there and he wants his people to hear a message that can comfort them by a truth that is bringing forth a repentance, another way of belief to them. And we we hear that in the in the next passage it says here speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem that word comfortably there actually I I wouldn't have translated that as comfortably it is the word inner man it says speak to the inner man or the mind or the will or the heart or the understanding of my people that is what it says speak to the inclination the resolution the determination or the will of man speak to the conscience of man now let's read it again like that it says um, it says comfort comfort my people in other words it says get my people to repent get my people to repent and this repentance comes from something that is a truth or a, a something that has happened which is so good that when you hear that, that there will be a change of mind or a change of belief that has comfort and rest and peace as a result in the hearts of people. And this is said by the, 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 the God that includes humanity into, his, into him. Then it goes on, it says, speak ye comfortably or speak ye to the heart Or, speak ye to the inner man, the mind, the will, the heart, the understanding, the inner parts, the midst, the soul of man, the mind, the knowledge, the thinking, the reflection, or even the memory of man. Speak to his conscience. Why does God say all these things? Because he knows that man is walking with a sin consciousness. He knows that man is walking with a a hard work consciousness. He even goes on here, he says, Speak to the inclination or the determination or the will of man. Why does he say that? Because the determination, the inclination, the will of man is to do something that God doesn't will that is not in the mind of God the mind of man the understanding the heart the belief system of man is wrong so he comes and he says I want man to repent and their repentance and this is what he's saying he says get my people to repent in their understanding of who I am with a truth you will present and this will cause them comfort this will cause them comfort. Now, what is the discomfort that God sees inside man? And that's a very important thing to look at. And we're going to look at that a little bit on. He says here, Cry unto her. So, what is the message that will cause people to have a change of understanding, a change of mind, a change of belief? He says, Cry unto her call out to her recite recite unto her in other words repetitively tell her over and over in a proclamation that her warfare is accomplished now what is this warfare that her iniquity is pardoned her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins now we've always said that that she's been punished double what she needs to be punished from God that is not true Um, because if that is what's said there it makes God an unrighteous God because if you punish someone double for what he's supposed to be punished with that is not going to bring comfort, that's going to bring a fear in your heart about the equity of character of the one you believe in or your master or the judge. If we want to tell people uh, I want you to, I want to comfort you, the judge has punished you with a double punishment for what you're supposed to be punished with. That's not comfortable, that's not comforting. What it's actually saying here is you've received double the blessings, even in the midst of all your sins. Isn't that exactly what Christ has done? Christ has done that. He has come and he has brought double, much more of what, than what we could receive, should we have tried to obey the law, or have obedient to the law, in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he says, Speak comfortably to my people by telling her that her iniquity is pardoned. So, what has happened is, that the iniquity... Um, or the very thing is now taken away what was our iniquity the iniquity is the very thing inside man which causes him not to find life by trying to obey the law So what he's saying is that thing, that iniquity thing is now removed from the equation. It's taken out of the way. You have now, instead of that, in the place of that iniquity, you've now received acceptance. What he has done is, he has basically what he's saying, and this is the way I read Isaiah 40, in the light of the new. Remember, you can only find truth in the old, in the light of the new. He's saying, the very thing, that is inside man, the inability of man to live right and have eternal life by his works and find immortality by his works and preserve his life by his works has been moved out of the equation. It has been pardoned. It has been put out of the way. It has been, uh, 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 it says here, um, to, uh, to be accepted, to be pleased with. That place where you by your works could not be pleasing. That place, God has now put something new in there which is pleasing unto Him. You are not living by your own ability anymore, not living by your works anymore. You're not trying to preserve your life by your works. Amen. Glory to God. As a preacher, if I make it practical, as a father, if I make it practical, this is what I would say. God is saying, speak comfort. To Bertie's heart. Tell Bertie that the war or the battle that he was busy with trying to preserve his own life trying to uh, uh, bring a good future to his children by being the perfect father or trying to preserve his ministry by always trying to, 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 to please people. Tell him that that whole thing wherein he tries to do it by his own works is all over. God is now granting eternal life by a completely different system a completely different understanding the battle that you were in to try and find peace the battle that you were in to try and find acceptance with God acceptance with people trying to get all the things just right for your ministry and just right for your wife and children that battle is over I am now granting a brand new life free just believe me that is that's what I what he's saying there That's what he's saying to you. That's what he's trying to say to you. If I speak to preachers, um, I want to say to you, that thing of doing everything right to have people in church, I want to tell you the Lord is saying to you, my son, your iniquity, in other words, the system, iniquity inside man is the inability of man as the foundation from where you're now going to have life. That has been pardoned, that's been moved out of the way. It's not, it doesn't mean God doesn't see me as guilty anymore. What it means is that the platform from where you approach God now has been moved out of the way. You know, which I'm talking about that platform as a law-based, legalistic-based platform. That is what he's, what he's saying there. That's what I'm seeing there. And he goes on. Iniquity is Let me first make it more practical. If we look at businessmen, for instance, or yeah, let's say businessmen. Practical thing. What does this mean? What does this say? It doesn't say that you will not have to go and do a job. It doesn't have to say that you will not run a business anymore. But it is saying that that stress where you try to make it work. I must keep my, my, I must just keep everybody happy. If I make one wrong decision, everything is wrong. Everybody going everybody's gonna to be upset with me, all those things. You know the whole foundation from where you will be, loved uh, between you and your family between you and the people that work for you is all of a sudden not Based anymore on you doing all things, right? It is God has brought a brand new logic. It's not a battle anymore It's something now that God brings forth in your life And you can just follow the prompting of the heart of the ho- of the prompting of the Holy Spirit in your heart amen and it's comforting people and he's saying to them, this whole system of finding life by your own works is over. That system of works has died. How is he going to do that? How is he going to, and what does God have in mind to bring that kind of comfort to people? The only kind of way wherein that comfort can come to people is, it would be if God can actually bring forth truth in such a way that when man beholds that, that he can say, this truth comforts me in my heart I can now actually, I would be a fool if I don't believe or I put this way, I would be a fool if I continue with the old way of doing because it's over, it's as much as what we in South Africa if you want to continue with the old apartheid system I will tell you, you're a fool because that iniquity has died now it is over why would you want to continue with that it's all over you would be a fool and as you see the facts of how the old has ended it brings forth a repentance in your mind now to some i find it doesn't comfort them to others it is very comforting now let me read on that's now in the case of the apartheid system and i find the truth that same thing inside the uh the the, the the church where when it's said that God says comfort my people tell them that their battle with the flesh their battle with trying to put the flesh under is over that's what it actually means thank you Holy Spirit for giving me those words to say it in a way that people can actually understand it what he's is saying is is that Listen, your battle with the flesh is over for the system where you are saved by your works or by the flesh is now forever over. Because you will not have to engage flesh or willpower anymore. It is over. Hallelujah. Now it goes on here. It says, The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord make straight in the desert the highway of our god what was john doing when he was making and preparing the way of the lord he was preparing the way for god's way and it says here it says here a highway in the desert a highway means a public path a place where god would in public come and walk and deal with people the highway of our God, his public road in this world. How did John prepare the way? John prepared the way by saying to the Jews, you need to be baptized, and telling the Jews that they, as Jews, are not a special people because of their flesh, for God can, out of these stones, raise up children unto Abraham but that they all need to repent and be baptized and await the Messiah that would then be their savior so why how was he preparing the way he was laying the foundation he was preparing a way that people could start to think outside of the box where they would say well a Jew is as much a sinner as a Gentile and where they would see that they are in need of a savior which is not the messiah of that saves people from people but that saves people from sin and death what i'm saying by that is he was already starting to lay a foundation and make a way for the messiah to say that i am not here to be a political savior but i am here to save people be they the romans be they the Jews, be they the Gentiles, from what is actually the problem which is their flesh and what I'll do is I'll die away the old flesh system and I'll give a brand new form of physicality, a new flesh you see when we believe in the resurrection of Christ and we believe in the resurrect the fleshly resurrection the physical resurrection of Jesus we are now not engaging our own flesh anymore but we are believing into a new form of physicality and as we believe upon that and we know we are now engaging something new something that has never been into our hearts and we find the signs of that new form of physicality coming to us and the first signs of that is we think differently we've got a different logic a different way of seeing things amen now uh, let's continue here he says your John the Baptist prepared the way so what I want to say by that is he's coming with a message of repentance what is the repentance ah we as Jews we have the law but by the law we are still declared as sinners we thought only the Gentiles were sinners but now we realize that we are as much and we are now hearing through John that God can from stones raise up children unto Abraham but this is much more than just ethnicity oh my goodness what is this all about this is now the comfort that John is starting to preach to the people he's bringing a new doctrine he's bringing a new logic he's moving away from the political arena and he is saying there is something greater than a political savior there is someone that can actually save the human heart from its sin and evilness if you want to call it like that and bring forth a godliness and a way of doing that can last forever that is eternal to man and that is Jesus Christ we find John leading onto that even then saying behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world who takes away who, who, who removes the iniquity that which, which would be the human ability of man to try and think that they can live by the law system and by their own power manifest a godly kingdom in the earth plus the consequences of that which would manifest as the fruit of the flesh remove all of that from man that is what he is saying here and that is what John is leading unto and then he goes on here and he says that uh, a highway needs to be prepared to God and that is what he's doing he's preparing a highway He was shaming the old system by taking Jews and baptizing them actually in that baptism. Also saying it was a baptism of repentance. Jews were baptized. That was actually what was supposed to happen to Gentiles. And actually saying Jew and Gentile are basically the same thing. That was he was leading on to saying then and bringing a comfort, a repentance that will tell people all cannot be saved by their works and it's okay if you cannot be saved by your works and if you don't see salvation by your works God knows it, it doesn't mean you're bad all people has that, everybody is the same it's like being ashamed that you will find grey hair on your face or in your hair one day (coughs) being ashamed of it how can you be ashamed of something that you can do nothing about? You cannot do anything about that. Everybody knows they have it. Everybody becomes old. We're not ashamed of becoming old. We know we're becoming old. We're not ashamed of dying because we know that that is unless Christ returns what every person will be, will experience and uh, let me put it this way, outside of God's intervention There is simply no way wherein you will find eternal life. Now we're not ashamed of that. So now he's actually saying, John the Baptist coming and saying here, we are all sinners. We all need a Messiah. Not just Jew, Gentile, everybody, we've got a different enemy. And he's redefining belief. John comes with a message that is so powerful, a message of repentance. That's what he's saying here. What did John the Baptist preach? taught them to repent that word repent that john the baptist was preaching repent was actually a word of a change of belief that should bring comfort to people amen it says the voice of the cries in the wilderness and in verse four every valley shall be exalted in other words what he's talking about here is the people groups that were put down as a valley as a nothing they will be exalted. It says, in Every mountain, talking about those priestly mountains and the law system, where people were thinking they're better than others, they are on the hill and others are down there. They shall be made low. What is he prophesying about? He's prophesying and he's talking about what Christ would really bring forth, which is what John was preaching. And we find the the valleys being made low, or the valleys being lifted up, and the high mountains being made made flat how by him saying and preaching listen God can even of these stones raise up children unto Israel or unto and to Abraham it is not about ethnicity it is actually about God by his power providing a lamb that he will bring forth holy fruit in you and a brand new life it's not by the law it's not by our works and that is what John is saying here glory to God <clears throat> And then it goes on it says in verse um, I'm seeing I'm running out of battery on the camera here so I will not be able to preach uh, that much long anymore but it says here um, every valley shall be exalted every mountain and every hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight so yes the law was a path but the way wherein we looked at God was a crooked way but that will be made straight how? by God being revealed in human flesh and how He ends the law system, how He brings forth a brand new system and how He declares our innocence, our acceptance, how He raises us from the dead, kills what kills us, brings forth a brand new system uh, and His life as our life. That is how the crooked way, and that the crooked way made straight was the law was crooked. In other words, it spoke it was a path that did lead unto life but that will be made straight in the sense of showing us what the law actually talked about should we apply the law as things we must do we're using it in a crooked way but should we use every passage in the old referring unto Christ and what is done for us then the crooked is made straight that is what what Christ and John the Baptist came to bring forth here And it says here, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Sorry, it goes, It's a rough place shall be made plain. The difficult, rough place, difficult. That which was difficult, rough to cross, shall be made simple. We can like this jump over the law. It's now easy. The law is easy. It talks about Jesus. Glory to God. And then the last part here, it says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. In other words, the very goodness of God shall be revealed. The goodness of God shall be revealed. And this is what it says. Cry and say, what shall I cry? Uh, excuse me, i got the wrong verse here, verse five. Sorry about that. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see together. How did all flesh see the glory of God together? It was when the When Jesus was born, when he died, when he was raised, uh, sorry, when he was hanging upon the cross, we all flesh saw it together. Meaning, that doesn't mean everybody on the earth will see Jesus physically. That's not what it talks about. It's meaning that all flesh tasted the glory of God. Meaning he became the sin of all people. and, And when he died, God raised him up and all flesh, be it Jew or Gentile, in that resurrection is now tasting the glory of God in raising Jesus from the dead that is what it's talking about it says the voice then uh, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it it says here then the voice said cry and he said what shall I cry all flesh is grass and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field the grass withers The flower fades because the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is as grass. Now, I'm ending off with that. What does it mean? John the Baptist is coming and he's saying, Listen, and this is God's voice. This is his comfort. Tell all people their flesh cannot do it. But my spirit is blowing upon it and I am now declaring in the in the manifestation of Christ, in the death and the resurrection I'm declaring the inability of man and I'm taking away their inability and I'm taking away the system of works righteousness wherein man boasts in that which is only temporal which is his own works which cannot save him I'm taking that away, I'm taking away the glory of man I'm taking away the glory of man as man's works system. I'm taking it away and I'm giving them eternal life as a free gift. Cry that out, that all people will know that they will be comforted by the system that God says, I know by your works you will never make it. Therefore, don't be ashamed if you cannot make it. I am now removing the iniquity or the oppression and the bad thing wherein you had to live by your works. I'm removing that. And I'm taking away the even the fruit of that out of your life. I'm making everything new. I am leveling this whole thing, there is no more Jew, no more Gentile, I'm bringing one man before me, all flesh, Jew and Gentile is useless in their own works, I'm ending that and I'm glorifying man in the resurrection and I'm bringing forth a new form of flesh, I'm bringing forth a new form of physicality that possesses eternal life and as we now don't believe on the human ability human flesh but we believe on the resurrected flesh the resurrection the good news of the resurrection we find that that glorification comes to all people and we find that Jew and Gentile can now experience the kingdom of God glory to God that's what God is manifesting in the earth today now I'm gonna just in two minutes end this off I don't want the battery to die because it's just gonna corrupt the file system and everything here but and the broadcast but in two minutes this is what I want to declare to you I want, I want you to know that God wants to comfort you by bringing a brand new belief system and this comfort is spoken to the heart to the belief system we're not comforted by saying you know well I'm promising a nice house and this no comfort godly comfort comes through getting man to repent in the heart that is godly comfort and we can see how John came and he brought and Jesus came and they brought a message of repentance wherein it says The old kingdom has passed away. There is a new kingdom wherein God is the king of your holiness. Wherein God is the king of your righteousness. Wherein God is the king of your acceptance and your beauty and your love and all those kind of things. And God is the king wherein he rules unto your own immortality in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us just pray together. Father, I want to thank you that you've come to comfort us with a message that says, it's okay if you cannot do it by your works. For I know that and I've come to deliver you from that work system. And by my work you can be saved. I want to pray for everybody that's watching today. And I thank you, Father, that you bless them with understanding the depths of this truth. In Jesus' mighty name, comfort them, Lord. I speak healing over the sick. In Jesus' name, and I declare to you the kingdom of God. He has come and manifests healing, understanding, peace, and the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you so much for watching, and I will be with you again in this week with short live broadcasts. From tomorrow, we are full on at the office working, spreading the gospel full time again. I want to say to you that you are loved cared for and embraced by the Almighty God. Glory to God. See you again in the week with my short live stream messages and then next Sunday. God bless you.